Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Billy Embody. SME wrapped up a scrimmage on Tuesday, going into an off day on Wednesday, and that is when we're recording, getting this out to you guys as the Mustangs take a quick pause uh, in fall camp to uh, you know, get a little healthy, get some of those bumps and bruises of fall camp taken care of, and then they're going to be back at it on Thursday, Friday, and then fan day or fan night in Ford Stadium is Saturday, so if you're in town, be sure to check that out, get a glimpse of the Mustangs in action. Uh, I'm sure they'll they'll go a little scrimmage heavy there as well, give you guys something to watch, so be sure to make it over to Ford Stadium on Saturday night for that, and here's the thing. The competition on the offensive line is really catching my eye in fall camp, and I wrote about it in our camp notebook, and that's because a lot of the veteran players are really stepping up and making it difficult for these younger players to pass them up. And I wanted to kind of go through it a little bit with you guys. And, you know, when we left the spring, I really felt like we could see probably two younger players out of that 2020 signing class step up and take a starting job. And now I'm not so sure. Uh, One, uh, you look at the left tackle spot, you've got Marcus Bryant pushing Bo Morris there, who's flipped over from the right side to the left. And Bo Morris, we got a chance to talk with him. Uh, at at fall camp and he just said he really spoke with AJ Ricker after the season he was disappointed in himself Uh, it was a tough year it was a draining year and he really wanted to go into this final season and and do everything he could to win a championship that's what he came to SMU for that's what he wanted to go and get and that's really his his motivation and it's allowed him to really push himself over the course of the summer and now into fall camp you know, Bo Morris is probably having the best camp out of the offensive line. Uh, you know, I really think just in terms of solidifying his chances at playing still, taking a starting spot. Uh, you know, when Jalen Thomas moved into that left guard spot, there are a lot of, I would say, questions, right? You've got Marcus Bryan, who's put on all this weight, 245 to about 310. And he was kind of the natural guy to step in there. And then they flipped Bo Morris over to the left side. And that's been a competition that's as, honestly, um, back and forth, it seems, as ever. I think Bo Morris probably has your upper hand right now, um, just because Marcus Bryant is still learning, still developing. Uh, remember, he played on the right side in high school for the most part. Uh, again, he was 245. He's still adjusting to the weight. But he's looked good in fall camp, too, and he moves so well. And so I do think that's going to be a competition that you know we could see stretch into the season. You know Who plays well when they get the actual game reps? And Bo Morris, to his credit, has really stepped up for this team. And so if you consider the left guard spot with Jalen Thomas pretty much locked down with Ben Sparks pushing behind him, you, know, you move into that center spot. You've got Alana Lee. Branson Hickman battling, but Alon has really stepped up and 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 made it so that it's hard for Branson Hickman to take that job. And on the flip side, after the spring Branson Hickman had, 
you know, I would tell you he hasn't looked as good. Um, and he, I know he got nicked up at the end of spring. I don't think that's a lingering thing, but it's just a credit to what Alana Lee has done. And then as well, Hayden Howerton at right guard. You know, they brought in Thalen Robinson, somebody you figured uh, would get a chance to play right away. And of course he has. There's competition uh, um, um, along this line all over the place. And these veterans have just done a good job holding off these newcomers and uh, also, you know, the younger players that were here last year. And you got to speak with Hayden Howerton actually this week and, uh, you know, basically said that he really you know, took the the doubt, you know, quite honestly, that that I put out um, when we you know, looked at the you know, post spring depth chart uh, that I put out that he would start. And he's just taken a huge step as far as his body getting stronger, uh, doing all those things. And it's uh, been a been a uh, you know, a welcome thing for this offensive line. And so when I look, and then you've got Justin Osborne, who's got the right side, you know, locked down. Dalton Purdue's been a little banged up, who was going to get a real good look at that right tackle spot. Kobe Bryant's been out there. And this this veteran group, you know, people will probably roll their eyes and say, you know, if none of these younger guys can take their jobs, it's probably a bad thing. But from what I've seen in fall camp, that's not the case. This is a group that has... I think fully made that transformation in terms of the mindset they need to have. Uh, they are much more physical. They physically look uh, better, um, which, you know, with all these veteran guys, it's kind of hard to do, right? I mean, you've got Jalen Thomas, you've got Alana Lee, uh, Hayden Howerton, um, you know, consider Justin Osborne and Bo Morris, obviously. Uh, Bo Morris is a veteran, obviously, as well. And They've changed their bodies. They've changed how explosive they are. Bo Morris was telling us that he's as explosive as he's ever been. You know, Kaz Kazadi and his staff, they track things like that. And it just is another sign that missing the offseason that they had last year uh, and the work in the weight room or, quite frankly, on the field of Ford Stadium during COVID that they had to do probably held that group back. And in big games last year, against Cincinnati and Tulsa, SMU really struggled on third downs and they struggled to run the football. And then the East Carolina game was a complete and total mess um, overall and they struggled in that regard as well. But this year physically, you got to think that they're at least a little bit more um, well-equipped to handle the fronts that they'll face in this league and fa face a TCU uh, and face a La Tech, which is a tough team. Uh, just, you know, to play against. So I, I think one thing that's been really surprising so far in fall camp has been the offensive line. But when you look at the work that these veterans have done, it's a credit to them. It's a credit to what they've been able to put out there uh, on tape, put out there in the weight room. Uh, so whoever, like A.J. Ricker said, whoever is going to start for SMU on the offensive line will have really earned it this year. Um, not that they haven't in the past, but just like he said, if you read our Q&A with him, in the past, you know, at certain positions, there were times when guys could look over their shoulder and be like, oh, no way is that guy behind me starting. Now there's the ones, the twos, even the threes um, are guys that have played. And like, for example, if you look at the, the, the right guard, the right tackle spot, um, and you're talking about having Hayden Howerton out there or Thalen Robinson 
or Justin Osborne or Dalton Perdue or Kobe Bryant or Daniel Sanike, outside of Perdue, for the most part, I think he hasn't really played much. All those guys have played. And Thalen Robinson played at Missouri as a true freshman. So there's no, you can't really have, you know, bad days on this offensive line if you want to play. And I think the veterans have really raised their game and really emerged as guys that they can trust, you know, up front, which in the past, uh, at least so far, that that really hasn't been the case. So I got to give a lot of credit to the veterans on the offensive line. I know we predicted a lot of things leaving spring, uh, but you know, what we honestly didn't predict was how the offensive linemen, the veteran offensive linemen would respond, and they've really stepped up. Uh, so I got to give a little bit of credit to them uh, leaving uh, the first week and a half of fall camp. That's probably been one of the biggest storylines I've taken away. Uh, and, you know, to build off of that, the run game's going to help, or the run game's going to be helped because of that. They're going up against a tough defensive line. You know, you talk about trying to block an Elijah, Elijah Chapman who can put 695 on a squat rat and Will Jones who's got some size and Devere Levelston who's a totally different player physically Junior Ajo physically impressive uh, and some of these other Mike Williams these defensive linemen and they're doing a good job it's it's a back and forth you know but Trey Siggers I think has emerged as a player for SMU that is a bit of an X factor he's been able to make some runs that quite honestly we haven't really seen at SMU as of late and with his pad level, his balance, his ability to be patient and finish runs the right way, that's as important as anything that's happened uh, in fall camp at the running back position, in my opinion. You know you have an explosive player in Ulysses Bentley. Uh, you know Tyler Levine's a, a load. Uh, one day they'll get TJ McDaniel back maybe, and, and he can enter the mix. Uh, Brandon Neptun's looked the part at times. Uh, this is a running back group that can benefit from this offensive line, and then to build off of that, it'll help the passing game. It'll open things up. And so it's just a it's just a steady improvement that you want to see out of this group. And, you know, I was asked on the board on our uh, Pony Stampede subscriber chat, and maybe maybe it was in a notebook thread, but, um, you know, have I liked the offense or the defense more? And quite frankly, I've liked the defense more, which I think is a credit to Jim Levitt, how hard he is to play against, uh, a credit to the defensive line and what they've been able to do. Linebacker has some depth. Um, the corner position, you have guys that you can rotate in and Jahari Rogers and Brandon Crosley and Armani Johnson and uh, Bryce McMorris that are that are players uh, that can really play. And, you know, it's it's been tough sledding at times for the offense. And so to help the quarterbacks be able to find more lanes in the passing lane game uh, with a strong run game, that a, a run game that's consistent is going to be important. And we'll see how all of this pans out, obviously, as they get into the season. This is all well and good in fall camp. But if they're able to run the football like they think they're looking like they're going to be able to, it's going to help, whether it's Tanner Mordecai, Preston Stone, Derek Green. I, I think it's emerging as a Tanner Mordecai, Preston Stone battle at quarterback. Uh, but whoever takes those those snaps at quarterback is going to be helped by this improvement of the offensive line and then the addition of Trey Sagers from North Texas into the backfield because it, it, it does kind of change the complexion of your offense when you can get that type of improvement. So defensively, the one thing I want to see a little bit more of is uh, a, a pass rushing off the outside, right? That's been the question that, you know, Chadir Uzuderibe uh, said over the summer they'd like to try and figure out who's going to be the pass rusher, who's going to step up. 
will it be a Nelson Paul, Gary Wiley, Toby and Dukeway, uh, Jimmy Phillips, um, Jaden Jones, the freshman? I mean, who's going to come off the edge and provide a pass rush? Because along the interior, quite honestly, that's been impressive. Elijah Chapman, Will Jones, uh, Mike Williams at times, they've been able to get some pressure along the interior. And, you know, that that's important, but you've got to be able to have guys who come off the edge and really, you know, make the quarterback feel flustered. And I, I think they're developing that. I think it's going to be somebody who just grabs the bull by the horns in a game, in a game situation and can put pressure on the quarterback. That's going to be, you know, your pass rusher that emerges there. And they're still working to find that, I feel like. Um, they're also still working to find the right safety combination. They got Chase Cromartie back at practice and he you know, got back there the first day or second day he was back and he popped Trey Siggers. And it, and that's hard to do. Trey Siggers has popped some people in practice so far, but he popped him, knocked him off his feet uh, and, and made a stop. And that physicality is, is needed at the safety position, but they've also got to cover. And I think that's why somebody like Brian Massey, who has added a physical nature to his game, but has the speed, could be a wild card at safety at the free safety spot. You've got Trevor Denbo playing back there. You've got Donald Clay. You've got Roger Robertson. Um, Chevin Calloway's uh, not been practicing right now. If you haven't uh, heard about that on Pony Stampede, you need to subscribe uh, and and get the VIP kind of details on what's going on there. But uh, the safety position has question marks. But I think they can be creative with that. You know, they've also toyed around with, you know, having some of these corners uh, play, a, play a nickel or play a little down safety and, and, and cover. Uh, which I think we're going to just kind of find out what Jim Levitt's personnel groupings are as the season goes along. But they've got to get better coverage from the safety position because the cornerback room is as competitive with these wide receivers that SMU has as I've seen. And whether it's Danny Gray, Rasheed Rice, Reggie Robertson, Jordan Curley, SMU's corners for the most part have been in good coverage. They've been there to make plays and either the receivers made plays or they've been able to break things up, which we haven't always seen. Uh, in fall camp or, or, you know, just them competing on their own. So I do think there's still question marks on both sides of the ball. All of these things have to translate to the game. Uh, they can't, uh, you know, be uh, just kind of, you know, fall camp buzz and everything's going to be great. You've got to translate to the game, which we'll find out pretty quickly who's, uh, you know, made a name in fall camp and who can, you know, keep up that, that play um, when it comes to the regular season. And then I, I think, you know, one thing that also stands out on, on the defensive front is I do think when they get into short yardage situations, and this is this is where people will probably, you know, look at the offense too and, and start, you know, worrying as well. But I think they're much better equipped, equipped to play uh, in a small area, in those third, third and short situations, fourth and ones. We've seen the defense step up. Uh, at various times, uh, whether it stops in the backfield. And, and one thing with that, too, it's not just one guy breaking through. Uh, it is a gang tackling situation, which, again, is going to cause worry on the offense. We'll see how all that pans out. You get going against your own guys for so long. Sometimes you can, you know, anticipate fairly well when you focus so much on one team and, and, and you know, going against each other in practice. But the the amount of running to the ball that I see defensively is uh, no disrespect to Kevin Kane and, and the prior staff, but that's been the difference in fall camp for Jim Levitt and his defense. So, you know, going into Saturday night's fan day where you guys are going to get a chance to see 
I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing your guys' thoughts on the Pony Stampede board of what uh, your impressions are. Uh, there are going to be some guys out. Camp injuries happens, um, but you know I I think for the most part SMU's fairly healthy, which is a good thing. Uh, you're going to get a chance to see some of these freshmen really emerge. We just had a huge piece where I broke down every single true freshman on SMU's roster, how they're doing, how they're faring, kind of start setting the expectations for for the 2021 season for them. This is a class that I do think they're going to hit on a lot of these guys. Some of them still fi- have to find their way. Dylan Goffney, Bryce McMorris, Preston Stone, um, Isaiah Wachobia, um, Roderick Daniels. You, those are some of the ones, Jaden Jones, uh, those are some of the ones off the top of my head right now that I think you're going to see a lot of as true freshmen. Uh, if they put it, Jalen Samuels as well that if they kind of put it all together, they're going to see some snaps. It's harder at certain positions, obviously. You know, you look at Jaden Jones, they've got a lot of outside linebackers. Jalen Samuels, still raw, but physically can, you know, make the leap to the next level, plays with a high motor. Um, and, and then Bryce McMorris and Dylan Goffney have, have been, you know, the the storylines of that freshman class outside of Preston Stone. I mean, don't be surprised if it's Bryce McMorris starting at an outside corner spot because he's been that good. He's got the size. He can run a little bit better than I think even we expected him to as he made the move from safety to corner. So, you know, SMU, just the depth, the competition on this team, I think is really going to surprise some people when you guys get a look at them in person. Um, but going into uh, this weekend, I wanted to kind of set the table for you guys some of the surprises I had of fall camp and and maybe what still needs to be addressed as well. So I wanted to share those on the pod, get you guys this one, uh, and we'll be back. Uh, on the other side of this break, we're going to go right into an interview um, with offensive line coach A.J. Ricker. And I wanted you guys to just hear it start to finish because it was really good stuff. And, you know, he, he did a great job breaking everything down for us. So um, on the other side of this break, we're going to go right into an interview with A.J. Ricker, SMU's offensive line coach, and then the podcast will end. So if you haven't subscribed to PonyStampede.com, check us out. And then on top of that, follow the podcast wherever you catch your pods at and uh, leave us a rating, leave us a review. We always appreciate it. So until next time, guys, uh, this has been Billy Embody with the Pony Stampede podcast. And I hope you guys enjoy this interview with SMU offensive line coach A.J. Ricker. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You've been through spring and, and this fall, you've been cross-training guys at different positions. How much of that is just to prepare them to back each other up and how much is really considering moving guys once the game starts? No, I think it's, it's really consi- still trying to find the five. Um, I think this year more than any guys have, have seen where they got to show up every day. Um, now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have bad practice, but looking for consistency. Um, you know, and if those guys don't continue to make the jump, then I'm going to have to go back to, you know, putting a Jalen out of left tackle and putting a Hayden back at center or whatever it is. But to me, I think you go another week and, and see where it's at and then really look for 10 guys to go into the season with. 
got a lot of experienced guys. You mentioned Jalen and Hayden, but Alon, not just old guys, but guys who have played an awful lot. How much easier does that make your job, and how does your teaching change when you've got that much experience to work with? I mean, I think experience helps, but I'm also not one of those guys just because of experience means that I'm going to choose that guy over somebody else. I mean, we got a lot of work to do, obviously running the football um, and obviously protecting quarterbacks, whoever that might be. Um, and just because guys played last year doesn't mean they're going to play this year. Uh, and I've, you know, my, my line coaches say, hey, you know, everyone has a fresh start. But, I mean, it's, it's true. I mean, the best five guys will start. And uh, some positions have really risen to the occasion. There's some positions are wide open still. Since he's been here, Sonny Dykes has talked about getting more size and more depth on the offensive line. And certainly you've got some of that with guys like Danielson EK. And I know you got Thalen as a transfer mm-hmm. this year and Dalton Padu's in there. Are you hesitant to put young guys out there? Uh, or are you just as comfortable with big, strong guys like that kicking them in? If they no, I'd to? love to throw guys in there and get their nose bloodied and kind of throw them into the fire. I mean, to me, that's that's how you do it, and they learn. And you learn a lot about the kid when you do that. Um, you know how it is. I mean, if, if you got a guy that's equal and I'm a freshman, this guy's a senior, I mean, you're going to want to go with the younger kid. Uh, unfortunately, we're not there yet. But I'm not afraid to play anybody, really. Okay, so along those lines of the young guys, who has impressed you? Well, a lot of these guys have gotten bigger. You know, one that's, you know, hadn't got so many reps, getting been out here enough, but Purdue, I mean, he's a guy that was really coming on. I think he will when he gets back. Um, Marcus Bryant continues to take some strides. Uh, inside, we've kind of, it's been hit or miss, but Sparks has probably been the most consistent inside kid right now we've had. Um, and then obviously Higman's doing some nice things. Just like I said, consistency is what I'm looking for. All right, you mentioned Marcus Bryant, and if we're supposed to believe what's on these rosters, added two inches and 54 pounds in a year. What are you feeding this guy? I don't know. I guess I'm eating the same thing (laughs) because I'm gaining weight and I don't need to. But, no, I think he's right at 310, 311 and got here at 245. But to me, it's a mindset, too. I mean, you got to want to put that weight on, um, and you will. But he's he does everything right, man. He wants to be good. Um, He's just he's still that little baby dinosaur. Now he's bigger. You know, he's not T-Rex yet, but he's, he's getting bigger. Bo Morris battling away at, at you know tackle spots. What have you seen from him? Yeah, but I tell you what, Bo's probably had the best camp he's had since he's been here. He's really, I think he's put two feet in, you know, and really said, you know what, this is my last year. I'm gonna give it all, um, which I think is good for Marcus Bryant. You know, that's whoever whoever starts that position at left tackle. I mean, is gonna be have won the position, not by default, which is what you want. So, Bo's doing a nice job. Really is. A year ago, you got Justin Osborne as a transfer and brought him off the bench initially, but he took the spot pretty quickly. Right. Did he surprise you at all last year? Yeah, I mean, that's hard to do. You know, show up, you know, camp's already started and end up, you know, taking a position. Now, he had a lot of growing pains, and uh, but he's taking that next step, too, with this game. Obviously, it's important to him. You know, the middle air is kind of what killed him last year, and now he's, he's consistent. One of the young guys who's big and also got some attention coming in was Danielson EK. How do you see his development? What have you seen from him? He's getting there. You know, he's it's funny you asked that. I just talked to him outside. It's um, I think he's kind of finally gotten his priorities aligned and, and what's important and I think that's going to give him the best chance to be successful. Um, but like I said, I mean, you look at it, we got depth. I mean, he's been riding with the twos and the threes. I mean, 
I don't owe anybody anything, really. I mean, the, the five guys are going to play have earned it. And for once, guys can't look behind them and be like, well, shoot, coach won't play that guy. Uh, every day you got to come out here and, and compete. And that's, to me, that's been the best part. So much is made of offensive line working as, you know, the timing, the chemistry. Would you like to go with five guys and basically leave them on the field all year? Or do you want to start playing waves of fresher guys? I'd like to play waves just because you get into that fourth quarter of that game, that guard, right guard, left guard's had half the game on their body and they're still coming off the ball and they're fresh. You know, I, I know a lot of people in the SEC do that, and but you got to have the guys to do that. Um, but with that being said, I also don't want to play musical chairs every game where it's, hey, you got this series, you got the next series, you know, unless guys are pretty close.